Hello and welcome to the latest instalment of the Cooked Podcast. Just three chefs here to talk about the latest food trends, stories, restaurants and anything else to do with food. I'll be your host, Sam Davies. Alongside me from Beachside Bournemouth is Ben Mariner. Hello. And the beautiful Brummie, that is Russell Troth. Hello. Did anyone have a job at the weekends as well? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I used to work after school. But yeah, that was uh that was interesting. Everyone's always got that shitty first job, haven't they? Like Yeah. yeah. I uh when I was about when I turned sixteen, I think I might still be in at school actually. And uh, I worked at a little cafe just for um making coffees and uh, washing up and doing all that shit. Um but then when I went to college I, I, I kind of got sacked off by this little Italian guy. It really did. I know it's a stereotype. It looked like Mario who owned the place. And um, I called him up and I said, look, um, I'm going to have to go down to maybe one day a week or, you know, two days a week instead of full time. Because during the six weeks holiday, I was working nearly every day. Uh, and when I told him, look, I'm going off to college, so obviously I can't uh, be working here as well. I have to choose one or the other. I said, look, I've got another three weeks before I need to go. Um, so I'm happy to uh, you know, carry on until I need to go to college. Uh, and he just turned around and said, oh, no, don't worry, collect your paycheck tomorrow. And that was that. Was there. Um, I don't know what he thought I was going to do. I don't know if he thought I was going to stay on over college uh, in this little cafe. But, um, you know, I thought that was a bit unfair. Um, but then when I left, when I started college, sorry, I got a job at a uh, little restaurant just between Bowsledon and Billericay uh, with the most Essex name called the Magic Mushroom. Was called. <laughs> really? What a crazy name. Yeah, and it Wasn't was a lovely little restaurant. Yeah, big, not, not, I would say it was so much classical. It was classical in the term of it still had its 90s uh, melon and palmer ham, but then it also did nice little duck salads with um, like nice little hoisin sauce, bits and pieces. You know, real, it was quite basic, but it was quite nice and it was a brilliant stepping stone for me. Yeah, um, when you're in your teens, all that stuff that looks amazing. You put a little bit on a plate or something, you plate for the first time, you're like, yeah, it looks amazing. You look back at the photos now that you had in your old phone. Like, oh my yeah. god, what was I doing? Well, the difference was I was fucking about at college and I wasn't allowed to fuck about at work. And I think that's what, you know, what, what the biggest difference was. Yeah, you can't fuck about at work. You have to put half strawberries on everything. Half yeah, fan, fan yeah. strawberries. Yes, fan strawberries, <laughs> that was the oh name of the god. dish. In my yeah. first job, right? So we used to, we didn't bother tempering the chocolate. So like, they, they used to put chocolate garnishes and everything. They didn't bother tempering the chocolate. So you used to melt it, put it in a piping bag, make the garnishes and then stick them in the freezer. And then you have to get them out of the freezer quickly to get them on the like, ice cream or whatever. Um, <laughs> so that they didn't melt. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's the way we do it. And it's just like, I just didn't even know about it. But you now you just look at it and go, oh my God, what's it do? Like, you have to run from the freezer all the way to the past <laughs> with this little chocolate garnish. So try not yeah. to make it so it doesn't melt. Pass the KP. Yeah, knock him in the sink. Um, And then at the end of the night, we used to get, so my first job, we didn't get pay really. Like it was, it was, it was just dependent on what the boss thought. So I would go to the boss at the end of the night. I was like 13. You had a shit shift then, fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We go to the Pay you what you think it was worth. And then say to him, yeah, and then I say to him, oh, you know, I'm just about to leave. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, no worries. Here's what, and he would go into his pocket and he'd pull out whatever change was in there and just give it to me. Not even count it. I would just get whatever change was in his pocket at that moment in time. Sometimes 20 quid. Sometimes I get like 50p. <laughs> it was just insane. <laughs> and a couple of did you say that? sweet wrappers. <laughs> yeah. Got like half a condom. <laughs> like a condom wrapper. That's <laughs> <laughs> your payment. Where was you working, yeah. Russ? Uh, so, yeah, I did two years at college. I got a job um, while I was at college. I worked in this like steakhouse place, just grilling steak and putting everything through the fryer. 
And then um, I like the steaks. after college, no, not the steaks, <laughs> didn't do steaks, just like yeah, only means that was the microwave. <laughs> yeah. And I got a job in a hotel, but it was like, oh, God, it's really depressing, proper depressing. We were there for like 13, 14 hours a day. I was just prepping veg. I had like a massive bullying culture, so it was just not a nice place to be around. So oh, I think I did that even for a couple of years. And then I was really? like, oh, Christ. Yeah, I didn't even want to be a chef after that. So I yeah. sort of got lost for a little bit. And uh, in the streets. Yeah, I could <laughs> We were talking about the microwave earlier. Did everyone else, did everyone else have this um, ever experience the French oven? Do you know what that is? Yes, yeah, a microwave, right? Yeah, yeah, bloody microwave. No. So like every time that I couldn't say the word microwave, it was like Voldemort in this kitchen. It was like Voldemort. The, the microwave you said the word microwave you'd be beaten with a ladle like you can't even be like oh i'm gonna put it in the french oven and he's like okay because like but the, the kitchen was about a mile away from the dining room but the owner was so he's like they're gonna hear us saying microwave oh my god um so then you yeah we have to put the french oven all the time uh and it was just like such an awkward thing and you say microwave and get you get smacked around the head with a ladle we used to call it the japanese steamer <laughs> i read that one before uh, and one time this this um, the head chef turned around. I think the, the KP, he didn't say micro, but he, he was behind the, the head chef. He picked up the ladle uh, in a busy service, turned around and just smacked him around the head with this ladle. He used to smack people around the head with a ladle anyway for doing the French oven thing. Uh, but one day, KP pissed him off. He turned around, smacked him around the ladle. And this guy, like, stumbled a bit and then stood up and there's just, like, blood pouring down the back of his head. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, and I think they ended up paying him off. Like, you know, they gave him, like, two grand or something just not to go to the police. You sure um, it just went raspberry coolie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the label was just covered in coolie. No, I was seriously, like, he hit him hard. And then he kind of didn't really care for a second and then saw the blood and was like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah, we just sort of paid him off on the slide so he didn't say anything. That was from a ladle? Yeah, back of a ladle. But obviously, with the, with the end, you know, not, not the, the round bit, like the, oh, the, the lip. Hole. Like, we'll turn around and smack Handle. him the back of the head with the oh, lip. Right, yeah. And thought, oh, it'll just, you know, it will probably knock him out, but it's not going to do anything yeah, and damage. Yeah, that could be painful. Um, and literally, he's just like... How was the, uh, how was the ladle? Huh? How was the ladle? Oh, the ladle was fine. Like, well, right. The ladle lived. Oh, that's good. But yeah, I don't know about, about him now. I think he's... Uh, he's got he might be dead. Yeah, he might be dead. up to in the last seven to eight weeks of being stuck at home uh ben what have you been what have you been doing fuck all <laughs> a nice little break but yeah just just having a bit more time to cook's been nice you know just um ponder around the kitchen my mum has made about three batches of cookies still not got it right yet but you know i'll come back home for the for the time being so giving us some recipes and go off and make those and every, yeah, every day it. now she's got she's made one good batch and now every day we've got cookies yeah, tell her to uh, up her game or, you know, yeah. make some chocolate, chocolate chip, you know. She put almond in it yesterday. She thought she was Gordon Ramsay. Nutter. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Russ? Well, actually, um, I don't know. I quite like it, actually, not working. It's nice, yeah. It is nice to have a rest. But is, um, yeah. I feel like I'm getting a bit agoraphobic. Like, I'm pretty, I'll go out for a jog and all that, but if I had to go into central London, it's like, ooh. Um, so, but it's ooh. nice. It's You just sort of... Uh, I mean, we were talking the other day, weren't we? And we were saying, like, your day's done by, like, five o'clock. And then you're just, like, 
but on any other yeah, day, oh, yeah, you can get stuff done, but you just like, oh, you just sort of switch off. So like, yeah, you got all this time in the day, and you're getting less and less done. But when you uh, go back to work, yeah, you go back to work, and it's eight hours a day, and it's like, oh shit, like you're gonna yeah, have to yeah, you're doing doing now, you're gonna have to have to fit into about twenty minutes at the end of the day. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it's nice oh, to have yeah. a break. I mean, I can't remember the last time I had a rest, really. It's like, God, it's so long ago, I can't remember. Like, even when yeah. you go on holiday, you're rushing around, you're just knackered all the time. You take the first week to just sort of mellow out, didn't you? Like the first, by the time you're yeah. actually relaxed, half your holiday's gone. Yeah, that's by it. The time so, everyone's finished texting you going, you didn't leave me this, you didn't leave me that. Oh, this fridge is empty by the time, or maybe it's just me. But, you know, everyone, when people have finished uh, texting you about work, it's time to go back. Yeah, I remember yeah, when so I, I went on holiday to, uh, to Tenerife a couple of years ago, and uh, it's when I was working at Castle Street actually, and uh, we was expecting a mission inspector. And my first day at a holiday, I was still texting everyone. Is it yeah, really sign on it? You know, I, I really wanted to know um, what was going on. And yeah, it, it does. It doesn't ruin your holiday because it's it's part of you, you know. But um, it, it, it's not easy to turn off. I think being a chef is such a such a mind fuck, you know. I would actually, I've got I've got a question for you two. Yep. So you know all these like takeaways, not like Chinese's, but like restaurant restaurants who have had to go into like takeaways. Yep. Have any of you two had any of them? Not no. yet. No. A bit. Just, the takeaways no. around me are just too dodgy anyway. Like, I don't think I trust them even out of lockdown. No, but I mean like the rest. The restaurants who are closed now, like there's loads yep. in London doing it. I just wonder how they get the the quality right. You, you're putting it in a box and yep. what's it? I mean, yeah. I personally think it's a bit pointless. Personally, I mean, um, it's a lot of work, you know, you, isn't it? It is. You know, you've got your normal takeaways, your Chinese. That's never going to change. That's always going to be the same. Um, but if you're trying to do um, yeah, top quality food. A, a fillet of beef, or you know, uh, with with a pea puree and that, I mean, you, you put yeah, so how much can you do effort. a fillet of beef? Because it's what well, you're going to get. Like the cuisine's going to be gone by the time you put it in a box, and it's like been there for 25 minutes in the car or whatever. Yeah. Um, Personally, I mean, I know what they're trying to do, but if I, I think, and I'm no expert, you know, but if, if I was working in a, in a high-end restaurant or such like that, I would definitely dumb it down a little bit, maybe sort of go towards street food a little bit if you're going to do it. Um, personally, I don't think there's much point. Yeah, in... but you couldn't do street food at the moment, though, could you? No, but I mean, it would be easier to do, um, it would be easier to do a braised pork belly with a nice Asian slaw than it would be to do um, pickled quail's eggs with pea puree. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Home just like an absolute mess, like just throwing <laughs> yeah. around the box, open it up. Yeah, bed. exactly. Um, but, but at the same time, they have to survive, and they'll do anything to survive. And money is money, you know. Yeah, um, they simplifies it down a little bit. They probably simplified the menus down and just done. Like, right, we're gonna do this, this, and this. Um, yeah, do something that'll be alright. So I think it's, it's a good idea. But like, yeah, you couldn't do. Yeah, I'd be interested. Like, like, I might just get one just see what it's like. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of the ones I've looked at, they're about 30 to 40 pound. 40 um, quid? For, yeah, for, for free courses. Oh, gee, oh, no, thank you. I'll just, just get a Chinese takeaway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, funny enough, we're having a, uh, we're having a tie uh, tonight. But we had to pre order it this morning to um, get it ready for tonight. Yeah, where's it coming from? Thailand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, UPS is delivering it. Yeah, Christ. No, it's so coming, I've got to go it's coming on that plane with that um, delivery of uh, PPE, isn't it? Just yeah. Yeah. it's never so. It's never coming then. Yeah. <laughs> so what? What have you ordered? Wait three weeks. I've got um, Iris has ordered. Uh, so my missus has ordered a uh, 
chicken shawarma or, or oh no that's that's not the right <laughs> yeah, that's that freaking it though. chicken shawarma <laughs> oh yeah that, that must be a shit Thai restaurant no uh, a chick <laughs> it's it's something rama and uh, basically it's um like a creamy peanut sauce with spinach and chicken which is really nice it's kind of a bit satay um i've ordered a uh, garlic pork so that's pretty much says what it is on the tin uh, we've got a few vegetables come in bit of jasmine rice and then uh, just a mixed starter so like some little fish Thai fish cakes and spring rolls and bits and pieces but luckily enough this place as well I mean I've I went shopping today and um, got myself a couple of drinks but this Thai place it's uh, <clears throat> four pints of um, ale for a tenner so I don't know how it's going to come I don't know if they're going to give you four separate pints of alcohol or if it's going to come in like one big sort of little crate or something. I have no idea. So I've ordered some alcohol from there as well. So I'm looking forward to that. You heard of Trinity in London? Um, Trinity Restaurant. It's that one star. Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. They've had, Where, uh, where's they've that? Had the same starter going since they opened. I think it's like 15 years now. And I, I worked there for, for a couple of days as a nostalgia um, like about five, six years ago. And they'd had that, that starter going for a good like seven years as it was. And you know we're, we're six years on now, and they you know, still got it going. Yeah, where, where's that then, Ben? Uh, it's Clapham Common. All right. Yeah, they were really good. Like, they're my favourite restaurant in London because um, they had uh, they didn't have a star for a while, but they were at that standard like easy. Uh, but it was yeah. still really cheap, so it was like you get that standard and, and it goes really cheap. Uh, but then they, yeah, they won the star, and then I think the price has gone up a little bit, but it's still really good value. Like, and just explain what um, one of is. Uh, so yeah, so you know when you go and work at a uh, restaurant for a couple of days for free, um, yeah. I didn't do anything for free anymore. But yeah, I went there for a couple of days and just did a couple of free, a couple of free shifts just to you know, learn a bit. Yeah. Speak to the chefs there, get some opportunities. Yeah, it's quite good. And you yeah, learn. I did one time at the vineyard for a week. It was oh, really brilliant. good actually. Yeah, yeah. When John Campbell was there, brilliant place. Yeah, yeah beautiful it. restaurant. It's when people oh, put yeah. their CVs and try and make out like they've been there for years. It's like, yeah, oh, no, I, I don't do that. To, like, they go to, uh, I don't know, like Pierre Gagnier for like one day and then they were probably, yeah, 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 I worked here, I worked there, I worked there. The, um, the guy, the guy that told you about my first job, he, he did that. So he, he went to work on all these places for a day and he put it on the menu, on the back of the menu was his CV. Oh, no. And it had like oh, all no, of the, the restaurants on. and how many Michelin stars they had. What an and egotistical like, like 15 prick. places. And like... When I went to ask someone else, because I was so impressed by this, because it was on the back of the menu. It was my first job. And I was like, oh, this guy must be amazing. I went to go and, and talk to someone else about him a few years later. And he went, oh, what a twat. Yeah, you know what this is. Yeah, and I was like, I thought so, because we were like, you know, we were like microwaves. So it didn't sound right. Like, I, was, I wasn't quite sure. I, um, I, um, so when I was working at the RAC um, in Pall Mall, I um, was lucky enough, we had, uh, we had a French team come over from Carcassonne. And they yeah uh, they stayed for a week and they did um, they did their own tasting menu absolutely you know real classical foie gras balantines with truffle through the middle etc. They kicked um, the staff canteen right? <laughs> yeah that's it yeah they were working in the staff canteen <laughs> all the way from Carcassonne yeah. Anyway at the end of their week I was lucky enough to um, be invited back to Carcassonne so I did a stage there while I was still working at the RAC um, so I was it's paid work but I was I went out to France. Um, and that was fucking amazing, to be honest with you. That, for me, was the best cooking experience I've, I've personally ever had. You pick uh, up more in two days than you do in a year anywhere else, right? So. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't put that on my CV in, in, you know, I put it under 
that I worked yeah, in the RSC. In a special little section. Yeah, yeah, and I just, I just integrate it into the paragraph. Um, but definitely, I would not <laughs> integrate into every paragraph. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I haven't got it tattooed on my back. Yeah. Recently, I just finished this book. Right, so it's uh, it's it's not a cookbook. It's uh, it's the food writer A. A. Gill used to write for the Sunday Times. So. He was like a food critic, amongst other things, but he um, he's reported, done loads of stuff, written stories like famines and all that. So he died in 2016 of cancer. Mm. He was only 62. Oh, but um, he was just such a great writer. Like, he used to review restaurants, but he had like a really sort of acidic tone to it. And and if, he, if you're on the wrong side of him, obviously it could break your restaurant, but if you're on the right side, um, you'd be sorted. So it's just, um, yeah, what was it called? Yeah, Poor Me. So, yeah, it's a really good book, actually. And it, it charts his life. So he wrote it himself, like, it goes from, like, art college uh, yeah. to, like, drinking a bottle of scotch a day, going to AA, getting sober. And, like, he was, he was like, sober for the last 30 years of his life, something like that. Oh and then uh, just, like, reviewing restaurants and stuff for the Sunday Times. But... Yeah, it's a great book actually. Like he did like loads of books. Like he did one on the Ivy. Um, yeah. So, uh, what do you think about critics? Um, it's funny because my my girlfriend asked. Uh, we watched Great British Menu, and um, she just asked, you know, uh, like, do they what what qualifies them to be a critic? Can yeah. they cook? Um, <laughs> what 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 is it that makes a critic? And I just said. Um, no, they probably make. Obviously, they have an idea how to cook. Of course, they do. But it's probably where the palate is just so well. Okay, so maybe they don't know how to make something, but they can turn around and say that needs more salt, or, or it's not enough seasoning, or it's a bit bland, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's what I would say is a food critic and being able I, to write to the public. You know? Yeah, I don't think I don't think like some people are. Oh, of course, you haven't cooked. You don't know this. Uh, that is completely not true because a lot of chefs actually I've worked with, um, they are chefs, but they don't eat out. Um, so actually, someone who eats out and understands food uh, is a lot more qualified to uh, make judgment on other stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't agree with you. Have to be a chef to to do that. You just have to understand food, and know what you're talking about. You can't just talk about of that of rubbish, but that'll come yeah. out in the the piece well, anyway. It's all opinion, isn't it? Like you got. Um... You know, if someone's got a good following and they say something and you know, no one else was there at that time. So if they say it was rubbish, then it's like, you know, if you've got a good following, you just didn't enjoy it. So it's gone out about whether they enjoyed it or not, isn't it? So like someone else might have been there and really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? So it's their opinion. If you've got the following, you can say what you want and it kind of can make a break. Yeah, but I kind of think that their opinion is correct. You know, um, there is different things. Uh, um, watching it, watching Great British Menu, I'm, I'm looking at some of these dishes on amazing yeah and i think it, the first couple of episodes was paul, paul waynesworth was it doing central um, yeah yes yeah, and he was giving tens out left right and center and the dishes did look 10 out of 10 and i you can almost you can almost taste it you know through the tv and um then it went to the judges Damn, and they gave in about seven or eight. TV before mate yeah it's true actually yeah, yeah. um yeah, so you get makes, two totally different opinions from like the judges and yeah you think they're wearing the it and again twos yeah yeah uh. <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah, I mean, there was some great dishes on the Great British Menu. Some really good chefs as well. 
but yeah. I just I'm, I'm not a massive fan of like what they the road they're going down now this comedy element and all this uh, so it's it's, I just um, don't isn't feel it the need books for it. At the is it children books at the moment yeah it's yeah it's children yeah it is yeah, yeah. Mickey over the fact of like can we actually have something we can enjoy eating over the theatre yeah. yeah and you got someone stood there just like making faces at the camera constantly and stuff like that I mean I don't think the show needs that I think it just needs uh, it's good anyway. It's like yeah. you've got really good chefs on there. You don't need to be or have someone putting face in the camera. But that's, that's what for me, that's, that's what takes Great British Menu. That's what takes Great British Menu above Master Chef and Great British yeah. Bake Off and all this. Because it's real chefs with real experience cooking real food, you know. Um Yeah, you got Simon and, Rogan's guy on there, haven't you? He was I think did he get from some to banquet? No. I'm not sure. I, I'm not that far into the series yet. I've got them all recorded, but um, we're we're just like just watch Central, so we're looking on to whoever's next at the moment. So, um, but no, I mean, I think I think it's a great program. Everyone, everyone asks me, people who aren't chefs, they always say, "Oh, I've been watching Master Chef recently," and I I don't watch Master Chef, uh, and it's not because um, yeah, watch, I think yeah. I'm amazing or anything like that. It's got nothing to do with that. I just don't like the program. I don't particularly like like um, Greg Wallace and and John Trove if they're still on the uh, on the. Yeah, I agree yeah, with I, you there. Actually. I don't even I'd... know if they're on the. Yeah, the best thing about that program is when they go into like um, other people's kitchens, and then you get to see all the kitchens and like that's they're cooking with the chefs, and they all do a course each. And that's the best. That's bit. The, that's the interesting thing for me. In, the, in the rest of one, it, you, they do get sent to kitchens where you go, "What is that?" Sometimes that like, they're making things, you're like, "Oh my god, what is that?" But then the Amsterdam, yeah. the professional one, you see some amazing stuff, and they go, you know, they go out to Arzac and they go out to you know Paris and um, cancel yeah. all those kind of places, but. Like in the actual, um, you know, in the, in the amateur ones, sometimes they go into restaurants. You're like, oh my god, what are they? What have they got on to cook? Oh, the amateur ones and the celebrity ones. Um, for me, the, it, the funniest bit is when they go into a professional kitchen because, as a chef, well, if, sorry, if you're not a chef, you're looking and you're saying, okay, so she's got to cook a pigeon dish, and he's got to cook uh, a fillet dish, and she's cooking a sea bass dish. Mm. And if you're not a chef, you're looking at it and again. Well, I never see basses on order. But as a chef, you're in there and you're doing not just one dish, you're doing five or six different dishes. Yeah, you know, they, maybe they're more. Amazing, yeah. And they make it look mm. so hard in terms of yeah, that's another it, yeah. pigeon dish. And, I, and you think, you, it's kind of undermining to chefs a little bit. I mean, I've got I don't want to go over on, like, Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and the guy next to you has got six skinny fowl on, you know. So mm. it's, I don't want to ever go because they're not chefs. So they're expected to only do one dish at a time, maybe. But it uh, makes our job look like we don't do yeah. very well. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. It does. It makes it look like we're low-skilled. According to the government, we are low-skilled uh, employees, aren't we? Yes, yeah. they come under the whole low-skilled. Yeah, that's bullshit. Sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm well against that. How many years does it take you to get to that point where you can cook like you do, like, you know, 10, 10, 15 years to master it? Yeah, but some people are master chef want to go in there and be like, have their own restaurant next year. And you're like, wow. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what. How long have you been doing that for? Girl. There was this girl once who came for an interview with me um, and she came for sous chef uh, and then she got put on a stage in the pastry and, and she did and she was a lawyer and she decided overnight she wanted to be, she wanted to be a chef and she, she based the fact that she wanted to be a sous chef yes. on the fact she had gone to uni to study law and like she was absolute shit, I had to throw off service halfway through and it's like and she then thought she was going to get the job and like you fucking high. Like, also if we're, if we're in law, I, I mean Stay in law. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Make some money and then, then come out of law and do. 
I don't know. It's just like I don't know what, what goes through their head. They think it's uh, this romantic thing, like you, mm-hmm. you're gonna get in the kitchen just cooking all day. They don't see like the like when you're depressed and you're on your fourth bag of potatoes, yeah. just peeling it and all this sort of stuff. They yeah. they don't see that. So that's it's... they teach them to make hollandaise with a thermomix. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah. Yeah. Long. I yeah. think what it is. I think why we come why we come under the low skill bracket is because. You don't need any qualifications to be a chef. Um, you, I, I personally don't think you do. That's why I only did one year at college. Um, and then I, I knew at 17, I wanted to go straight up London and I wanted to get my ass handed to me, you know. Um, and I think that's why... And you want to maybe, work well. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think that's why it comes under the low-skilled one because you can get a job in the kitchen easily. I think what makes it a high-skilled job is being able to do the job and, and, and stick at it. Because the amount of chefs that I've met, um, young apprentices and stuff, who they've got no qualifications, you know, they've failed the GCSEs, but they've come through, and you know what? They're fucking wicked chefs. Yeah. Um, Someone that's got loads of qualifications and their shit. Yeah, and they and they drive it. Here. Um, I I when I was um, I, I was a demi chef, uh, and I went to go work at the Reform Club again in Pall Mall. I stuck around that area, and um, I was I don't know how old I was, maybe 21, 20, 21. And um, I, I started there. Then six months later, I was promoted to chef de party. And maybe about two months after that, we had a girl join us. Um, and she came to work and she got the demi job. And she was the same age as me. And when I was speaking to her, I said, so what did you do differently from, from me? Because what I did, I did one year of college and I went straight into cookery. Uh, and now I'm chef de party. And she had stuck at, I think, Westminster College for three years. And for me, that just doesn't make sense. She's the same... I know everyone progresses differently in that, but how do, how does that college help her? No, yeah, it's better to to go out and you know it's it's think, badly yeah, think, mushrooms into mushroom soup, so that's one thing. Yeah, yeah um, that's positive, I guess. Yeah, um, it's, it's a long time to spend at college, but I mean, I I did two years, and um, I, I think if I went back now, I'd just. Uh, go to the Savoy at the age of 16 and then do like a course on the side of that to get my MVQ 1, 2, 3, whatever you need now. Uh, I'm not sure if I'd go to college. I don't know. It's got its positives going to college. I mean, it's, uh, but working makes you you understand what it's like. Uh, For me, I mean, the whole, the whole, um, not people who aren't chefs, getting to know what it's been to be a chef. You know, for me, I read, um, which I'm sure I know for a fact, Russell, you've read it. Uh, you actually gave it to me, I think. Uh, Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain. For me, it's yeah. a masterpiece. It's an absolute beautiful book. Ben, have you read Kitchen Confidential? It's on my list. I've got a little stack yeah. in my room. Oh, you've got to read that. You've got to read it, mate. It is, it is absolutely amazing, seriously. And I think there's a, there's a couple of bits in that book. I mean, there's more than a couple of bits in that book that I want to talk about, but I, I won't. Um, there was a time when he was he was young and I think, you know, like a commie, an apprentice, and he was working somewhere in America um, by the shore. I can't really remember where now. Um, but he was he was saying that he would come into the kitchen and he'd go through a day's work, you know, and he'd list it and he'd say, I'll come in in the morning. I'd, well, no, the first thing he'd say is I'd get up 10 minutes before my alarm kicks off. I then come into a kitchen, I write a mise en place. And he's also explaining, like, people don't know what a mise en place is. Straight away, it's a chef thing, you know. Um, he says he's, he's he's on his hands and knees, clawing at the back of his service fridge, so he knows what's in there. Um, 
and how hard it was to be a chef and he's telling everyone about it and that's what he's showing people who aren't chefs what it's like to be a chef and i love that bit of the book yeah give that to everyone he wants to come out and they want a career change especially now we come out of lockdown and he's like, oh i want to change my career it's like yeah just read it first before you before you pop well that's up. the difference like being a chef like when i when i started um when i left school sort of chefs were sort of the definitely sort of like the working class thing to do if like you didn't have any qualifications anything like that uh but now it's it's really sort of a middle class thing to do so it's like i mean chefs are really shit when i was when i was young but now it, they're like everywhere and they're like celebs so that has changed think, massively from when i started yeah i mean the it's only probably the star, same for anthony bordan as well like he yeah. started before me even i think the only star when you were growing up Russell, actually no that's a lie i won't insult your age a little bit before you probably was keith floyd <laughs> keith floyd. i'm not as old as keith, Love floyd. Of keith. <laughs> no 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 i had to think about that before <laughs> i said it <laughs> yeah i'll tell you what though i bet you're fucking as drunk as him sometimes Sometimes. Yeah, I, I watched I watched an episode of Keith Floyd, and he was at the beginning oh, of the episode. He was on his he was on his second bottle of wine, you know. And he's I can't remember where he is. I think he's like Greece or Turkey or somewhere like that. And he's cooking, um, I think, a whole quail, and he, <laughs> he's making this stock, and he's burning the fucking onions. Literally, like these black onions are on the side of up, <laughs> up the side of the pan, and he's got he goes okay. He's got, he's, got, he's got a bottle of red in one hand and he's got a quail in the other. He drinks from the red and then he puts the quail, the fucking quail's turning over and he makes this fucking sauce. I don't know what it was. And he goes, and you know what, just to finish it, and he throws a load of fucking chocolate in this <laughs> fucking, this, this quail dish. Yeah, and, 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 and this guy he was cooking for came up and he goes, have some of that. And he slops it on the fucking plate. Oh. And this guy, even in front of a camera, he couldn't he couldn't even pretend he liked it. <laughs> oh, I do love Keith Floyd. Definitely love to go down and pub with him. But do oh, you know cool. like, on all those programmes it's like all the food is like beige and it's not like it's not vibrant colours, is it? It's all yeah, but like that's what, what was that? Seventies, eighties? Eighties. Eighties, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah, bad time for food the eighties. It was I, yes. I got given about about a month ago, I got given loads and loads of magazines. You know the um, the housekeeping magazines? You used to have all the recipes in there, collect them week by week. My grandma used to keep all those, and she, she gave me about 100 um, a few months ago. And, like, looking through the recipes, sat there for a couple of hours, flicking through all these magazines. And, like, I didn't find one recipe that I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Or, like, oh, that's worth modernising. It was just, like, yeah, no, it's just horrendous. Been all, Some of the been stuff, a lot. Like, oh, my God. I don't take recipes from those old books, but what I do take sometimes is like little elements of dishes. Mm. Um, and I try and, you know, you do your best to spruce them up, I guess. I was reading through um, the classic uh, repertoire, de la, de, la, de la Cuisine the other day. Cuisine. Yeah, uh, in the garden. And who was I talking to? Was it you guys I was talking to? And you were saying how fucking old that book actually is, maybe. Um, it's a scotch, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it is. Um, if you want to know a shed load of potato dishes, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. And the, but there are some not, no, I, no, there are some ideas that I think would work today. A nice lobster. So you can adapt them, can't you? Yeah. You find a lot of that stuff is from, the, the, a lot of the stuff we do today is from that, but it's just done in a different way. Like the technique. Yeah, it, it's, all, it's all from that. It's all okay. come, been adapted from classical stuff. You just modernise yeah. it. It's like Parmana. It's like, like, used to go like in rounds and like used to do like in a little round sort of 
mold, yeah. but you can adapt that to just stack them on top and then and cook them like that. Yeah, um, definitely. Tell you what, the best yeah, I mean, I've had in the last few months was um, there's this restaurant called Cora Powell in London in Covent Garden, and they make um, oh, sorry? Do- called Cora Powell in okay. um, Covent Garden, and yeah. they make dauphinoise in a big tray as you would normally. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. As you would normally, then cut it into chip-sized portions and just fry them like chips. Oh my god. That is just the best thing. Do they roll them in? They, fr- they, they fry the dauphinoise. No, just take the dauphinoise, just fry them off to they're crispy, um, and they're really nice, tightly packed. So obviously you've got the dauphinoise in there, but they're so tightly the packed. Cream, together. Doesn't the cream leak out or anything? No, like they press it. A little, little bit less cream, cook it, and then really press it well overnight, uh, and then slice it, and then just gently put them into the fryer, and that then when you have like cool, four actually. or five of those with a bit of um, bit of mayonnaise and a bit of like, smoked garlic mayonnaise. Oh. I'm just, I'm there all day. Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds cool. that does sound nice, but I, I think uh, I might have, I know I can Ben see it definitely... going all over the fryer though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at the end of service, still at midnight, you're cleaning out the fryer. Oh my God, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, they make it come together. Like, I did, I did, a, did, did, I did a day there as well, but like, yeah, they, they would chuck them in, like, they did hold together really well, but they didn't lose any. They would just fry yeah. them off and like, you know, chuck them in. They sold poor, it was portion of it, that seriously, like, there's one guy all night just doing these portions of chips. Some people come in just to order that. Like I'll tell you what, that would be that would be great. Can you imagine doing that as a side order? Oh, they'd fly out. <laughs> Can you imagine making so much dauphinoise that they have to go out as a side order? Oh, I'd fucking yeah. kill you, wouldn't it? <laughs> You'd have one guy making dauphinoise every all day, every day, wouldn't you? I think yeah, I think they yeah. make a couple a day because it is like relentless. But they just sell, 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 and it's cheap as well, isn't it? The, the margin on that's amazing. Oh well, fucking Covent Garden, isn't it? It's, uh, isn't that home to the uh, London's oldest restaurant, Rules? Oh, Rules, yeah. I've never been in there. Rules, yeah, yeah. There, One of my friends used to work there, actually. Yeah, I had a friend that worked there as well. Actually, uh, Ben. Game, uh, isn't uh, it? Game. Alex, Alex, Alex Fullock worked um, Alex Fullock worked at Rules. Yeah, so yeah, uh, we used to work together at Castle Street, and then Alex was, you know, down in the south, and then Alex was there, and, you know, some yeah. of them had not heard of for a long time. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, Rules was... I don't know if anyone's ever walked past rules and just looked at the menu. It is extremely expensive. It is probably what you expect to pay when you when, what are they when you go. Yeah. I don't know, mate. I think it's quite classical. I think it's quite duck roulettes and, and bits yeah, and game stuff. pie and all that. Game, it's like it's yeah. just a really nice part of town. I, I love it around there. I used to work over the road on the Strand, and yeah. um, it's just it's, it's yeah. I had a drink with you there a few times. A nice Sam. It's, it it's just really nice, Covent Garden. Oh, oh, Wincott oh, Garden. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I know Covent Garden. Canadian, yeah, sorry. You know, Canadian bar. Yeah, the Maple Leaf, that's, I think it's called. Yeah, it's just up the road, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's lovely there, actually. We've had, yeah, you're right. You had a burger yeah, there once. Yeah, there's loads of nice pubs around there and stuff. Yeah, I mean, Covent Garden is a great place out. We, uh, we went to Roundhouse, is it called? Or Roadhouse? Oh, Roadhouse. Oh, oh and they've got like yeah. a... They've got like a motorbike on the wall. Yeah. You go downstairs, don't you? You go downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Downstairs. That was my first oh. ever night out. I was there. I was 15 and I got in there. Uh, uh, oh, that was the first yeah. time I went out. I, uh, yeah, we, we had a night in there one time and that was, yeah, it was good. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> it was good. Do you remember it? It was good. Yeah, yeah. Punch and Judy, a yeah. nice pub in the middle. My ex girlfriend had a Christmas party there and like they wanted to go to this beautiful place and have like, you know, nice. Um, three course meal, and they put someone else in charge of organizing it. And they booked Roadhouse, and uh, yeah. you know, it was just like American food. And so they just put a massive table in the dance floor. And <laughs> meal. 
and she well, was you can get, well, you can get three nice there. ball gowns just in this like really like yeah they got a restaurant American there. bar in like ball gowns and like, oh my god yeah yeah we went to uh, we went to a pizza place beforehand. It couldn't have been too far. It was in between Covent Garden. Oh no, was it Covent Garden near, near Covent Garden and kind of like Liverpool Street almost? Um, and we had some pizzas in there. The pizzas were big difference. Fucking, um, mate, it was shit. Well, I don't know. We were pissed, so we just walked for miles. Um, and we found this pizza place, and it was like duck hoisin pizza or it was like cheeseburger pizza you know the proper shit you think what the fuck am i doing here but after about three cocktails in sushi samba you just you take whatever yeah so if you had to choose out of if if you were out and you had to choose out of a burger pizza taco or noodles what would you choose you take them all oh no you gotta do one little little bar say again so pizza Burger. burger, burger, pizza, taco, or like Chinese noodles. For me, it's either Chinese noodles or tacos, but I think I'd go for the noodles. Yeah, you, I might tacos. go for a burger. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, burger sounds good. I, I've always gone for uh, noodles just because when we come out of what's that place just off Piccadilly? Be at one oh, cocktail yeah. bar. Oh yeah. Um, come out of there and there's a walk to walk opposite, <laughs> and you can get a fucking chow mein in about five minutes. <laughs> what's what's that burger place? Uh, oh, they do really cool burgers there, actually. Patty and the Bun. Uh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, oh that god, that's it. amazing. Hey, I've been, I've been there. I've been there with both of you. I think. Mm. I could be wrong, Russell. I think I've been there with you. I know I've definitely been. Yeah, with we we must yeah, have. Yeah. Yeah. But, but do you know what they're doing now? Apparently, they're doing um. So places like that, they're doing like uh recipe cards and they give you stuff and you make your own but it's just yeah, like a card that's a, that's, that's a cool idea I like that yeah I mean do they give you the mints as well or you got to go <laughs> out and buy it they, yeah, yeah you pay <laughs> 20 quid just for a piece of paper that says how to make it you go yeah in, actually you, I'm going to start doing that a Tesco's bag yeah <laughs> Ben I think there's a I think there's a patty and bun in Bournemouth or Brighton I can never remember yeah. it might be Brighton actually oh, I think it's Brighton mate. yeah, yeah. that's a shame it's not open now anyway <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah. kill for that I'll kill for that one you know that, that burger of the day we used to go and have like, I'll kill for that right now so me and Ben used to go for uh, we used to get burger of the day which what was it on a Friday or was it, it could be any day really I think right? burger of the week maybe and um, yeah. we went to yeah we went to Liverpool Street didn't we because we, yeah. this is when we was this is when uh, we worked together in Bank and uh, we used to walk uh, you know 10 minutes up to Liverpool Street and uh, what it was Le, Le, what was it called? Le fromage or something like that? And it was just like three different cheeses. Lovely oh, yeah. Oh, it was yeah, and there was a Smoky Joe one as well. That was just... Smoky Robinson as well. Oh, that, that one, like, yeah. Oh, unbelievable. I actually, the first time I went to Patty in the Bun, it was probably a few months after it opened. And uh, I was working in Palmau. Actually, I was working at the place uh, where I met you, Russell, the uh, East India Club. And um, oh, it was... Yeah, yeah and um, I was reading a few the time good stories out, from there. Oh, God, that's for another episode. Um, yeah, we need a two-hour uh, episode on that. <laughs> yeah, um, and we cho- I chose Patty the Bun over this other burger restaurant. I fucking hell, I remember. I put this burger in my mouth, and before I even bit into it, I just, I was just like, wow! I was blown away before I even ate it. For me, Patty the Bun is the best burger I've ever had, and I've had a few good burgers as well. I'm sure we all have. Yeah, yeah I'd probably guys. say that as well, actually. I know it's like really like it shouldn't be the best, but like I had one the other day for like, the first time I ever went. I thought I'm gonna go in there and have a try. And it was really, I don't know if it had an odd one or what, but it was 
really, really good. Yeah, they do some really good sides as well there. Yeah, Five Guys. I can't remember what they are. Now, Where was that? Sorry, Ben? Five Guys. Uh, they fry everything like peanut oil. Uh, oh, I've I've five Guys. It's quite expensive though, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but it's worth oh, it. I know once. Jesus Christ, man. It's like you end up spending like 17 quid. It's like that's a yeah, remorse. Right. Uh, so okay, I just say saying about that, Sam. You want to tell him about the uh, the lobster burger we had? Oh, oh that's nice. So we went to Russell. I was trying to explain it to you, but Ben, can you tell Russell where we went? Yeah, the- so we went to uh, this place called Mercato Metropolitano in uh, in London. It's a bit. It's by London, London Eye, uh, Elephant Castle, and uh, we were what, the street food thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the street food place. and loads of different oh, kiosks, yeah, there, yeah. And, and every single one's got a different food, yeah, awesome. And, so we've, uh, been out, we've been out on the piss, haven't we? I think we, um, I came up and stayed with you uh, for a night, and I think we went to go watch the football, or I think we might have just gone and got pissed, I can't remember, and we ended up going in this Metroplano place, and uh, I don't know, after a few beers, actually, you're right, Russell, we did go for a burger, and um, there was this burger joint, and what did you have, Ben? So I just had, like, a cheeseburger. And they'll turn around and Sam's like, he's putting a lobster tail on the thing. It sounds like, right, I'm, I'm getting over the lobster. Did it have frogger in it as well? Or just lobster? No, truffle, I think it was. Yeah, so it, was, like, it, was, it was a surf and turf burger. So I had this fucking beautiful beef. And then he threw a, he threw a lobster tail or half a lobster tail. Yeah, on top. stuck a thing. Was it, what was it, 17 yeah. quid? It was about 18 quid, I think. <laughs> uh, a burger. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you got lobster on it. You were so yeah. pissed. You and it came with shoestring fries. That's the happiest face I've ever seen you make when you bit into that. Yeah, honestly, we had we had, it came with like hay. What's it called? The really thin one. It's like hay, hay fries. Oh uh, yeah, like hay chips. Yeah, like uh, yeah. straw fries. Straw yeah, fries, that right. kind of thing. But even thinner, thinner. I think it was. Um, and it came with a lovely truffle mayo in it. To be honest, mate, it was a fucking banging burger. I just wish I could remember it. <laughs> so, then Russell. Uh, Favourite herb, favourite meat, and favourite fish? Go, Ben, tell me. Ooh. Herb, meat, and fish. I love a bit of chives. Uh, yeah. Meat. Uh, I love a bit of short rib. You know, we used to do that braised short rib. Oh, I love short rib. Uh, yeah, something that's melting off the bone or something, you know, something that's really soft and then ripped off. And then yeah. um, fish. Uh, I'm not like a massive fish fan, but I, I love it. We get freshly caught mackerel in the oven. Yeah. Right, you know, just straight in the other whole mackerel. Yeah, that's nice. That's, that's a nice. That's a nice. Uh, that's a really nice selection, actually. I think that's quite fresh. You know what I love about chives? The best thing about chives for me are chive flowers. Those beautiful little purple bits uh, on the top. Yeah. And they yeah. taste like spring onion when you eat them. Yeah. Um, and they look beautiful, yeah. and they taste good. It's not just shoving on like random herbs for no reason. Like yeah. Uh, short rib. I fucking love short rib. We did one time. We braised it overnight. Um, reheated it in some jus. I did it on just a bit of creamy mash with uh, some burnt onions, a uh, bit of basil oil, and then just a little bit of uh, melted chocolate over the top. That was fucking banging. It weren't supposed to be burnt onions. He was doing a doing a Floyd. He, he was doing yeah, a I did that. Yeah. And, uh, I was a bottle of scotch down, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then um, with mackerel, what I did, I did recently, actually, you might have seen, uh, I brined it. So I did uh, 500 millilitres of water with a bit of salt in there, boiled it up, let it cool down. Sat the mackerel in there for 15 minutes and then I barbecued it so it didn't stick at all. It was fucking mm. amazing. So good, good oh. choice, Ben. Uh, what about you, Russell? Favourite herb, favourite meat and favourite fish? Favourite herb. Uh, is wild garlic a herb? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. If it is, I'll, I'll go for that. Uh, I don't know. I, it. Uh, I like... Uh, mm. 
just a bit of erosion in time. Just chuck that in. Yeah. Uh, meat. Yeah, I mean, meat. Oh, coat to both. If you're going to have that with, like, uh, with... Uh, Bernays. Some nice, yeah, Bernays sauce, duck fat chips. Oh. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. beautiful, that. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, Over really fish. nice. Fish. Fish. Maybe a nice bit of turbot. Cooked on the bone. Oh, he's classy. He's classy. Yeah. This fella, isn't he? He's got. He's got coat of hope, and he's got. He's got oh. Oh, Yeah, I didn't even yeah. know about his questions before either. Uh, so yeah, and then so take it off the bone and make like a sauterne sort of uh, cream sauce. Oh, lovely, nice. beautiful. Yeah. just a bit of I, like um, a charcoal. I'm, I'm glad I didn't say chili con carne because. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> You can always put a bit of turbot in a chili con carne, can't you? Can you do that? Yeah, that's all right. Maybe you, that. Oh, yeah. you could do. Tell you what, with the with the, the turbot, funny funny uh, little bit. Um, when I was a commie, uh, I don't know where I was working. I think I actually it was after I met you, Russell, um, or maybe just before I met you. I can't remember. Um, I went to go do a trial at uh, St James's Hotel. I think it is. It's just off Hyde Park um, with William Drabble, who I know Russell was your head chef at the Aubergine. Yeah, not too long. Uh, yeah, big, <laughs> big, big fella. Good chef, you know. Um, but I, uh, I was only a copy, you know. I was only about eighteen. I, I was, I was nervous. I was really fucking nervous. And he said, "Okay, cook me a dish." And he kind of wasn't in the kitchen for a little while. And the other sous chef or the, or the chef of parties, they gave me, they gave me like a fillet of turbot, uh, and I made a fish cake out of it. No, you didn't, did you? <laughs> yeah, of course I did. I oh, it. you fucked up there. Oh, no, mate, I'll tell you what, I, I cooked it. <laughs> <laughs> I cooked it, right? I cooked oh, it. I did it. But I did, mate, I went, I did everything else lovely. I didn't boil the mash. I, I did it in the, on a tray of salt in the rationale. And, and then I put it through a uh, drum sieve, really thin, whipped it as much as I fucking could. Um, uh, loads of herbs in there. Uh, <laughs> fucking turbot, which I poked, poached in milk. Uh, deep fried it and I can't remember what I did with it maybe like a little puree oh, or something deep fried turbot and then yeah. service was over and everyone had left yeah amazing fish and, and chips that does and it, <laughs> it came to it came, it came to me plating it mate I could feel this big guy he's a big guy William Drabble and I could feel him sitting yeah, on my shoulder yeah and I could feel him sitting on my shoulder and I was nervous I mean that's the first time in my career I think I'd been properly nervous and did he call you a twat no, he, he did say uh, afterwards, he tasted it, he went, eh, that's nice. He went, fucking hell, the most expensive fish cakes I've ever tasted. He said, <laughs> just taking my turbot like that. You know, I didn't know it at the time, I was only about 18. You thought it was cod, yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, no, but turbot's a good choice, uh, Russell, very good. Um, Thank you. Just never coming, <laughs> never inviting you around for dinner because I know what you'd expect. Yeah. No, you're bringing yeah. a fish cake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll do a frog fritter. <laughs> You'll blitz yeah. it with a load of mackerel and anchovies and <laughs> something nasty like that. Tartar, caviar, yeah. Right. Um, good week. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, I hope we've piqued your interest and um, we'll uh, speak to you next week. So, once again, thanks, Ben. Thanks, Russell. and. Um, We'll see you next week.